You're listening to Two Moms No Filter with Danielle and Melissa. If you're out of your mind busy with work, laundry, being the mom taxi, worrying about your kid driving on their own, making dinner, paying bills, dealing with your partner, attending every practice, recital, game, and field trip, then take some freaking time for yourself and chill with your new BFFs. I'm Danielle. And I'm Melissa. And we're Two Moms No Filter. And we're having a shit-tastic day. It's a bad day. For no reason at all. Well, I mean, it started out for no reason at all. Kind of. My day started off, I was sleeping like the dead. Just that dreamless, totally rested, totally needed it, sleep. And Garrett let the dog into my bedroom. And Lily jumped up on the bed, wet, because it was raining. Wet. Shook herself off on my bed, and also in my face. And then proceeded to sneeze on me in my face, which is disgusting. Step on my hair and wake me up all in the same moment. I didn't wake up like that. I did, and it was horrible. I love my dog, but I've got nothing. I think my horrible mood stems from yesterday and work, and I thought it would magically disappear with a good night's rest. Um, so far it hasn't. It's just gotten worse. Hmm. You know... Get up, get ready, I want to take a shower, but I decide, you know what, screw this. I'm going to drop the oldest off at the friend's house, and then I'm going to get freaking donkeys because fuck the fact that I have an espresso machine in my kitchen. I'm just going to drive 10 miles down the hill, get it, and drive 10 miles back and think life is going to magically get better from there, but then no, the dog vomits. Oh, yeah. And the other dog has explosive shits. Oh. So carpet scrubbing and vacuuming and spraying off the dog stuffs with vomit. I'm just, I'm, I'm here. I I exist today. I I will say coffee always tastes better when someone else makes it for you. Mm -hmm. Unless you're me and you're stuck at home and it's the first cup of coffee of the day. So, as you know, but as our listeners do not know, I just got my car back. Last Saturday, I've had my car for a week last Saturday because not only did the transmission go, but the fuel pump went. Spending $1,300 extra on a extended warranty, and I know everybody's getting that phone call right now, <laughs> but this is not that phone call. I got the extended warranty when I bought my car. That $1,300 saved me $7,700. By how many miles? I had 1,200 miles left before my warranty expired. <laughs> <laughs> and le- let me tell you, the people, and I'm, I'm just going to shout out to them now, the people at Interstate Nissan in Erie are phenomenal. They went through everything. And they said, if there's something wrong with it that can be covered by the warranty, we're going to present it to the company. And they did, so apparently I needed a fan replaced and the liftgate motor replaced. So I practically am driving on the inside a practically new vehicle. But I got home from initially picking up the car and my hot water tank shit the bed. So my basement was flooded. And then... Because of this whole COVID supply chain bullshittery, 
that's going on. Mm-hmm. The tankless gas hot water heater that I purchased online, which said it was in stock. It was going to be here Wednesday. Not this past Wednesday. This was a Wednesday in June because I tried to pick up my car early and it turns out the fuel pump also needed to be fixed. But anyway, back to back to the water heater. Was back ordered with no hope of ever showing up at my house. So I went three weeks, three entire fucking weeks without hot water. I showered at work, even though you graciously allowed me to shower at your house. But I showered at work. I brought all my kids to work. They showered at work. Garrett showered at his work. So that worked out. But boiling water to wash dishes, because when you have to shut off your hot water so that it's not leaking all over your floor, your dishwasher's not going to work because the hot water is attached to the dishwasher. So I had to boil three pots of hot water in order to wash my dishes every fucking day. And it was 98 million degrees outside with a humidity index of just about rain, but not quite. Mm -hmm. The the air had a flavor. It reminded me of living in Florida. So tacos. (sighs) Tacos. We ate tacos. I bought paper plates. I bought plastic silverware, which Garrett refused to eat off of. And then I said, you can do the dishes. (laughs) how quickly it changes yeah he got himself a motherfucking paper plate like nobody's business so long story short so i drove two hours away to a lowe's that had the hot water heater in stock and they were lovely and they gave me the the price that i paid for it on the internet (sighs) and then i drove that puppy home and my daughter's fourth grade teacher, third grade teacher, installed it, which I have hot water and I can run the dishwasher and take a shower and nothing is cold and it is a wonderful thing. And I'm grateful for that. I got my car back last Saturday and on Tuesday, Garrett's car shit the bed. It's brand new. It is brand new. Garrett's car is a Hyundai Kona electric vehicle who apparently has an issue with the battery taking a total shit at around the seven-month mark. But so, we didn't think this might be a problem to recall? Oh, no. they're doing Hyundai's doing buybacks on it. So they will buy your car back from you. Buy it, bitch! I'm sorry. Well, I, apparently that takes months and months. But right now it's at the Hyundai dealership because they finally towed it and nobody told the tow guy. Thank God he wasn't on the side of the road or something and it died in the driveway. Because if he was on the side of the road, he'd probably still be there. He calls the roadside assistants and tells them... You know, the first thing they ask is, are you in a safe place? Like, they don't care. So they asked him that. He said, yeah, I'm at home, which I wouldn't have said that. But they neglected to tell the towing company that this was an electric vehicle and couldn't be switched into neutral. So he called on Tuesday. I got home Tuesday from work and he was already at work. His boss picked him up and uh, the car's still in the driveway. And I said, hey, your car's still in the driveway. When are they towing it? And he said, well, they were supposed to have already towed it by now. So he came home from work and he only had 2% battery. But he called them. Okay, we'll, um, we'll have them come out in the morning. <sighs> Needless to say, his car didn't get towed till Thursday. Because they were like, they'll be there in an hour and a half, two hours. Nope. No, they won't. I don't know who you're calling, but they're not here. So finally, he called back and got the name of the towing company. And called the towing company and said, hey... Did they tell you this is an electric car and we can't put it in neutral and you have to do some sort of, yeah, the Mm -hmm. thing. I think it's called a needle lift. I don't know. And they said, no, 
No, no, they didn't tell us anything like that. We'll have to turn around because they were on their way here. We'll have to turn around and get the other truck, but we'll do it in the morning now, which ended up being Thursday morning. We are back to, once again, sharing one vehicle, which isn't bad. I drop him off at work, but then he takes my car during the week because he goes to work later than I do. So. Yeah. So that's. All of your happy fuckery. June sucked. Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday's a bad day for everybody. I leave work. Kennedy was supposed to meet me halfway from work and home so I could turn around and go back towards work to get her some clothing. So she didn't. So I have to drive all the way home, pick up thine child, take it all the way back to where I work. We order some food. We do some shopping. And it starts pissing rain. Okay. So then we get done with what we're doing. We start coming home and I get the text message from Mike. We have no power Hmm. and they don't know when it's going to come back on. That's my favorite. Which, okay, usually it's a couple hours, you know, whatever. So as I pull on our road, I notice a tree hath fallen and I go, hmm, that's that's the culprit. Well, somebody had already moved it out of the road. So as I'm driving by, I look up to my left and I see exactly where the power has gone out because the tree fell on said power line and ripped it off the pole. Okay. The power line was on the ground? Okay. But this gets better. Oh. Okay. So Mike's in the driveway and he's got his chainsaw because, you know, we heat with wood, free wood. Yay. It fell to the ground all by itself. And he says, I'm going to go cut that up. Okay, It's fine. electric. <laughs> right? But I say, please be careful because I'm, I looked at the line and it's gone. And he said, no, it's still there. I checked. Okay. The cursory glance check? Yeah. Like when you send your kids into a room and go get your backpack. Yeah, and I can't and they, find they it. They go in their room mm-hmm. and they stand in the center of their room and do a cursory glance and then they can't find it. And for some reason... You go in the room, and it's right fucking there. Right in front under of a your coat. face. Yeah. Under a coat. You could have moved the coat. So he goes, loads up all his shit, gets in the truck, goes down the road. And we're just sitting in the dark. It's just getting darker and darker and darker. He comes back with a bed full of wood, and he says, Well, now they think it'll be on by tomorrow at 8 p.m. No, no. So he gets the flashlights out. And it's a good thing. Now, I used to be pissed about that Ryobi tool addiction. Mm. Let me tell you how not pissed I am right now. (laughs) So they have this huge fan. It runs with electric or with a Ryobi battery for six hours. Now, the Ryobi addict also has a Ryobi addict for extra batteries. Das Batterien. Okay. Oh, Think. I speaking of Ryobi, I have your Ryobi wet vac. Yes, I need that <laughs> in my too. basement. So he kept us, you know, with the fan because I can't sleep without a fan now because of the noise. Well, I go to work after a what are they baby wipes? Yeah, I go to work after a baby wipe shower. Okay, hairs out to here because the humidity is crazy. Uh, no makeup on my face. Oh jeez. Yes, scary. I know, and. uh... Around 3 o'clock, I text him. I said, do we have power? And he goes, yes, we do. Great. I get to go home and shower. As I'm coming up the road, I look back where that tree had fallen, and there is a brand new post with brand new electric lines. 
That idiot. Which idiot? The husband. Oh. Was cutting that tree close to a live power line. Yeah, that's dumb. But the power line wasn't severed. You can, they left the old pole up. You can see where it was pulled off of the pole. They just stuck a new one right next to it. It's adventure time. Come on, grab my friend. That's what he thought. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just electricity. It's just a little zap. It's like a, you know, it's like a farm freaking electric fence. You know, just enough to keep the cows in the pasture. Or, you know, stop your heart and turn you into a a Rice Krispies treat. That's probably, yeah, (laughs) that's what I was thinking. But, you know, he's smarter than me. It's guy shit. It's man shit. So, yeah, that's that. And, well, we got the raging poops from the dog and the vomitus from the dog. And, oh, yeah, Mike's on his way back from Ohio from visiting family. And Micah says, my friend's coming over. The bedroom was never cleaned up. Oh, and then the husband. Now, I'm just going to do a little bitch sesh here, okay? Because this is essentially what this is, correct? Correct. Okay. So the husband goes in yearly for blood work through the VA. Oh, that's right. And three weeks later, his elbow's really hurting. So I know it has to be bad if he makes a doctor's appointment to see said doctor, because he's anti-medication everything, but has been chewing ibuprofen. I get a text at work that says, went in for elbow pain, came out diabetic. Good job. From blood work three weeks prior to his doctor's appointment. And it was... We are prescribing you this medication. Take one in the morning and one at night. Don't worry. Don't check your sugar. Go home. You'll be great. You just need some diet and exercise. And, uh, oh, by the way, we're not going to teach you what signs and symptoms of hypoglycemia are. Good luck. Did you rip them a new one? Thanks for serving your country abroad. Jeez. No, no. How many times do we have to chart note, and this is, this is just for compliance in the hospital, which, and by compliance, I mean government compliance. Mm-hmm. So the hospital gets paid. You have to check off that you, or sign off that you educated the patient on something. You have to. You have to. Even if it's just, this is how you use your motherfucking call bell, bitch. I, right. I am in an office. And I have to document that patient-specific education was performed. Yes. Literally, that's exactly what it says. So why doesn't the government have to provide patient-specific education? Other than they told him when to take it. That's that's not education. That's an instruction. Yeah, I that's have different. to warn him, you're going to have explosive shits from this medication. Yeah, hello. You might want to ease into it. Lube it up a little before you do it, buddy. <laughs> Get some poopery. Yeah. But you know what? I have to say he's doing fantastic, other than the smoking. He's going to be my patient. Yes, he is. He has completely, that, after the diagnosis, he went to Walmart and completely changed his diet. I am so proud of him. Completely. And he's doing spectacular. I love it. We've all changed our diet for him, you know, one for all and all for one, except, you know, when I couldn't tolerate food and went vegan. (laughs) I was going to say, um, but, you know, oh, it's raining again. We need it, Danielle. I mean, you know. Uh, well, technically, we do, but we are also having flash floods today. So should this abruptly end, 
with us screaming, it's probably a mudslide of some sort. No, I grabbed a beer and a backup and got my arm floaties on and I'm going swimming. (laughs) That's how you get hepatitis. I think we've cured hepatitis here. We all just have it. The underlying, it's everybody's underlying condition. Yeah, it's like, you know, people with syphilis, they get it, but it stays dormant for 10 years, and then That's one us. day it rears its ugly head, and mm. it's like, fuck off, bitch! You're dead! You know, in 10 years, we'll find out we're part of a cluster of something in this area. Yeah, when the we cluster. get up one morning we'll be... and start washing our ham sandwich, and it looks like cauliflower. <laughs> what ham sandwich? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Did you just call vagina a ham sandwich? <laughs> Why do you doubt me? I don't doubt you. You just surprise me (laughs) all the time. So how about at work? We had a contingent of surgeons come a-visiting from all over the country. Uh And that was yesterday. And one of them, we basically stayed out of their way for the most part. But then they were all gathered outside of my office. And I had to leave my office. <laughs> I just send a fax or something. And as I walked out of my office, they're like, oh, hello. And then I got introduced as just the nurse. Just a gaggle and then of surgeons. Just a gaggle of surgeons, yes. And one of them found out that I moved here from Florida, mostly because I volunteered that information. Who wouldn't? Well, I, they were talking about on their drive from the airport, they saw a bunch of deer. <laughs> And they seem fascinated by that. And everybody, um, my boss and the people in the office were just like, where do you live that you've never seen fucking deer? He's like, oh, I'm from Florida. We just don't, we just don't see deer like that in fields and whatnot. I was like, weird. And I was just, and I said, well, here's the thing. When I lived in Florida, when I moved there and I was driving down the road and I saw feral pigs out by the road. Because I thought, I was like, that's a really weird looking dog. And then I slowed down. I'm not, it was hairy like a dog. And I slowed down and I was like, get behind me, Satan. It's a pig. <laughs> that's, I'm pretty sure that's what I said. So I can understand being surprised at seeing a bunch of deer. So I said, oh, yeah, I used to live in Florida. I totally understand. And then when my boss is out of, I don't know where my boss went, said Florida surgeon said, do you want to move back home? Please move back home. I'll hire you. Come work with me. And then he looked around. He said, did I say that too loud? Because I think my coworkers heard it. He said, oh, where did you live? And I told him where I used to live. And he said, oh, I live in a neighboring town. And he told me what town. And I was like, hey, neighbor. (laughs) He says, anytime you want to move back home, I will help you out. I will set you up. And I was just like, oh, you have no idea how bad I was wanting to say, like, fuck winter and move back to the land of sunshine. And you love know, bugs. We and we scary have, spiders. Oh no! And gators. We have a downright scary experience with weather here. Now I understand Florida hurricanes. Woo! Hurricane party. Yeah. Right here we have it all. I mean, we get the residual from the hurricanes up the east coast. We do. We get all the rain. Yes, and the flooding and such. But we're in a microclimate. People don't understand that. It, you know, I can handle snow. Snow is not a big deal you know Mm -hmm. normal snow lake effect snow which unless you live in the snow belt you don't understand yeah you don't get we had eight feet of snow one day eight feet fall 
in one day. They shut down the city of Buffalo. Yeah, and then we get ice. That was that was back in. It's like living in Fargo. Two thousand nine. Nothing against people in Fargo, but you know, people don't think that Pennsylvania is akin to North Dakota as far as weather goes. But we get some severe weather. And then in the summer, I mean, look, it's been raining for two weeks. It's monsoon season. It is monsoon season. We have flash floods today. I, dr- I drove through part of it. I'll have to take a picture. But, and there's the birds. It's not, it's, it's sprinkling at present. It's not pouring at present. So, <laughs> speaking of shitty days, um, I also had a shit-tastic experience with a patient who called about lab work that just needs to be completed before his next appointment, but was mad because it needed to be completed before his next appointment, and then proceeded to keep me on the phone for 37 minutes talking about conspiracy theories. And then asked me where he could find tuberculosis to be injected to cure his diabetes. He wanted to contract tuberculosis. You know how tuberculosis cures diabetes? It kills you. I just... I Cures everything. <laughs> I ended up putting the phone on speaker and setting it down so I could get work done. 37 minutes. That's longer than my lunch break. I wish I could say that I can't relate, but I can. 37. Yep. I can't... I, why? I don't know. That's a lot of time for me to listen to your fucking bullshit. Right? I got my That's... own bullshit to deal with. What? At work? Yeah. Bullshit? One of the front the front desk people, yesterday was their last day. But this means that my medical assistant is going to have to fill in on the front desk, which means that my co-nurse and I have to do our own vitals and room patients. Now, this, like, that's not a big deal. Um, it can you be know, successful. I'm a nurse. You did it before. Right. But. We have come up with a system that while she's doing vitals, we get all of the pre-charting done, like, you know, visit codes and compliance check-off things. You're teaching. No, not like teaching. No, I know what you're talking about. It's more like problem list updated, Mm -hmm. medications verified, blah, 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 that stuff. So that by the time they actually get in the room, all we have to do is pop their vitals in, drop it down on two sheets, and then... We can ask them questions. Now, when we have to room them ourselves, we go in the room with them and we have to type in all that information. And unfortunately, people will start talking and it just makes that visit. And it turns into 37 minutes of fucking conspiracy theory. Yes, that's exactly what it turns Enjoy into. Enjoy your fucking tuberculosis, you crazy ass. <laughs> yeah, so, yep. So Do not you looking know where forward. I can get some tuberculosis. Next week is my short week, and and I only have patients Monday and Tuesday, and a little bit on Thursday. But we are double and triple booked all day Tuesday. I think that's terrible. I just I I People just want to win the lottery. Really underestimate how much effort goes into getting a person in an office for an office yes, visit and running a doctor's office. Yeah, you have I no did. idea. I did. No idea. And now I work in one, and now I'm like, wow. And it's not like, on my Facebook page, I have family members, and I love them dearly, but they will bitch about 
how long they have to wait at their doctor's office before they even get into a room. And then once they get into a room, they have to wait longer. But being on the other end of that, and let me tell you, I used to bitch about it all the time. Do I like to wait? Absolutely not. But being on the other end of that, insurance companies, and especially if your doctor is part of a hospital system, at, like their contract states, you have to see X amount of patients a day in mm-hmm. follow up. So that number might be 50. And then you're there from eight to four and you have an hour off for lunch. So let's say you're there six Seven. hours seeing patients. So eight to noon, four hours technically. And then one to four, three, so seven hours. It's never seven. But anyway, in that seven hours, you have to see 50 people and get them vitaled. And get their meds updated. And figure out what their complaint is, which may require some in-office testing prior to the physician coming in the room. And not only that, there's there's people, I, you know, I've said it before, but if you're having chest pain and you have a doctor's appointment that day, go to the ER. I'm not going to be mad at you. No, not at all. We're not even going to charge you a fee if you have somebody call us and say, I was seen in the ER. Because I have chest pain. More than likely, the ER is going to fax us over your note. Yep. Actually, I shouldn't even say more than likely because it's about 50-50, depending on what ER you go to. But don't come to the doctor's office with chest pain and say, oh, and by the way, I have chest pain. Because you know what's going to happen. We're going to go full wee-woo, (laughs) wee-woo. That's what we're going to do. But everybody else has to wait for the paramedics to arrive. And all the staff, like for a full wee-woo, it is a physician, usually two nurses, someone that can do CPR. Okay, so the nurses can do, C- like all those people can do CPR, but the- Having an phys- extra set of hands for the yeah, physical. because you need someone to push meds. You need someone to, you need someone to record everything that's going on. And then you have to wait for the paramedics to get there. And then you have to wait. For the paramedics to get that person stabilized so they can take them away. And then, when they take them away, a big-ass chart note has to be done. So, don't, for the sake of everybody... I mean, if you go and you suddenly have chest pain that day, like, in the office, like, you didn't have it in the waiting room, or you didn't have it on the way to the doctor's office, but suddenly you have chest pain and you say something, we totally understand that. But, there that is. That's a few bad, bad days rolled up in one. I'm telling you. I. (sighs) Yep. I'm frustrated. 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 Yep. It's going to rain again. It it looks like it's nine o'clock. I know it's still raining, but it's going to like downpour rain again because it looks like it's nine o'clock at night. It's all dark and shit. The only bright coming from this dark that we have right now is nobody's mowing a fucking lawn. Yep. This is the first lawnmower free episode ever. Unless my lawnmower goes off and then, <laughs> and then we're SOL. The birds are here. Liz is stomping around in the yard, <laughs> possibly looking for flowers and or fungi because we have created a monster, ladies and gentlemen. This child every day has asked me, can we go out looking for mushrooms? And I and nobody called me and said, "Hey, jump in, bitch. We're going mushroom hunting." We were at work yesterday. Come we pick went. me up. That's some shit. 
Save me. <laughs> Yesterday I got home at like quarter three. You were still working. Yes. But we were in your town. Home. We were in your town. We found black velvet bolites. Not yesterday. Earlier this week. They're in the dehydrator. Dehydrating. You know what I found yesterday? No. A headache. Sorry. Knock, knock, knocking on your frontal lobe. (laughs) The one where you don't know if it's a sinus infection or you're dying from a migraine. Or you have a tumor. Yeah, it could be a tumor. Maybe it's a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. Jeez, what the fuck is it with this weather? Monsoon. We added wind to it. And now it's, what, 60 degrees? It was like 80 this morning. I have this patient who I love dearly. He's a farmer. We'll call him Bob. Farmer Bob. And I call him all the time because I love Farmer Bob. And Farmer Bob has a farm, obviously, but grows hay for feeding the animals that he raises for slaughter so his family can eat. Goes on and on and on and on about how hay season is terrible this year because it's so damn wet. Yeah. And now I just find myself worrying about Farmer Bob. I have three apples on my apple tree. So I have this apple tree that I had a patient who grew up on a farm and I asked them what their favorite apple was and they told me the yellow transparent apple, which you cannot find and it is not sold commercially. It's called a yellow transparent. And he said growing up, that was his favorite like week of the year. When those puppies came in, he said that's all he, he ate. Fantastic apple. So yours truly goes on trees of antiquity, finds a yellow transparent apple tree, planted it in 2019. And today I have three apples on this tree. It's a young tree. Is it a baking apple? Is it? Nope. I don't know why you're asking me things about nature. Right. So this apple, apparently, is pretty much only good for, like, applesauce. But I'm not talking regular applesauce. I'm talking baby puree applesauce. And eating fresh. And eating fresh. It doesn't keep. So basically, when these fuckers are ripe, we're going to have to pick them all and make baby food for someone's children. I don't know. And, like, eat seven of them. Because that's, that's as many apples as I can eat. That, before that I is a bowel prep. Right? And now it's pouring again. Your gutters sound like a guy's peeing on the side of your house. But why is water pouring out of my gutter? Because your gutter is clogged. It's right. plugged and clogged all at the same time. Clogged. It's clogged. Oh, which means I have to get up on a ladder. and lo- But you can't get up on a ladder... Because at this point, it would be a step stool after it sinks into the ground. So, all right. Well, hopefully, once we get more coffee into us, we'll have a better day. But I, I, I want a beer or Bailey's in the coffee. Bailey's in the coffee. I have Jameson. Jameson in the coffee. <laughs> we could do Jameson in the coffee. Nobody knows my sorrows. <laughs> To uh, quote Scar from The Lion King. Right. Oh, I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. There they are, just standing in a row. Bump, bump, bump. Big ones, small ones, some as big as your head. Is that really a song from yes! The Lion King? You're, you're grounded. <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't like that movie. Simba. I don't. For why? I don't as know. As the locals say it, for why? 
I like the Nas for Gwenya. I like that. Yeah, no. I no. I don't like a lot of animated anything. Little Mermaid, hands down. I will watch The Little Mermaid mostly for the inconsistencies. Like, you know, when at, towards the end, and, and I swear there's something wrong with me that I get so preoccupied with this shit that I cannot watch a movie. That's the same reason why I cannot watch Jim Carrey try to be funny. I can't watch him try to be funny. I just can't. Anyway. So you know at the end where the the her voice pearl thing breaks and mm-hmm. starts oh, you know floating up around her the moment that it breaks she has no shoes on and then they show her and she's got shoes on and that literally is that whole movie for me Wait a minute so you didn't like Ace Ventura I have not seen Ace Ventura in its entirety I can't I get it too, was the one-armed man. It doesn't matter. I get too preoccupied with Jim Carrey to under, like, to even comprehend or process what is actually going on in the movie. Okay, you have to or what he's go. even saying. It's it's like his face. I don't know what it is. The weather here. No, you know what? I should restate that because it's worse on the west side. The west side of the United States. They are all sweating their balls off like Jim Carrey was inside the plastic rhino. I don't know what you're talking about. And you're going to go Google it. No, I'm not. I don't. No, it won't make any sense to me. Because I will sit there and look at his mouth or something. I don't know. We are experiencing the rains in Africa. I bless the rains down in Africa. Please migrate to the west side of the United States. Yeah, my friend Craig just asked me if I would send him all the rain that we're getting. And I said, I would if I could, but it doesn't work that way. Take it! Have it! Farmer Bob needs to harvest his hay! Right? I don't know how we're going to go pick anything, because everything is going to mold with all this wet. We didn't get to do strawberry picking. No. Blueberries are out right now, but they're all going to mold. Yep. Blackberries are out, also going to mold. I don't know what we're going to do. We're not going to have any fruit. And my dogs are shitting and puking in my house. I don't know what that's about. I'll share. No, I don't want my dog to have that. Is that not what you meant by sharing? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm watching this show that I just found yesterday. I think it's on Netflix called My Unorthodox Life. Mm-hmm. And it's about this lady, Julia Hart, who grew up in an ultra-Orthodox Jewish community. You know, like they do in Brooklyn, like Williamsburg. Williamsburg, New York, not not Virginia. But... She left it, like, eight years ago. And in eight years, this person who has, like, no formal education of any kind, in eight years, she has managed to go from being, you know, quote, just a wife and a mother. So apparently, according to her, it's the only thing you're raised to do in this community, is be a wife and a mother, if you're a woman, to being the head of Elite World Group, which is some big modeling agency, and they have like a fashion component to it. And I don't know how many kids she has. She's got like four, four kids maybe. And three of her oldest kids are are with her in New York City. The youngest splits his time between mom and dad. But he's still mostly in, in the Orthodox Jewish community. But it's fascinating. Like they're their 20-year-old daughter had no education and got out of this at, at like, 16 and or 12. I don't know, 12. 
So when she was 16, she started teaching herself coding and wanted to take this class. And I guess it was at a college and was told, well, we don't accept high school students. And she says to the professor, if I could hack my way into your class, can I take this class? And he's like, yeah, sure. 30 minutes later, she enrolled herself. She hacked into their system and enrolled herself and got to take this class. But she, she's 20 years old and has already designed apps. Amazing. You know, but zero education. She says that in school, she wasn't taught math or history or any anything like that. Because why would you need to know that? Because you're just going to be a wife and a mother. You're just essentially here for breeding. Bingo. And pleasure. <laughs> Not yours. Someone else's. So, um, I'm kind of obsessed with this show. I might have to watch this. Like, it's good. It's good. Yeah. And she wears, like, she's a teeny tiny woman. And she wears, like, these five-inch, six-inch platform heels and these little tiny suits. And she said, you know, we're still religious. We still have Passover. Only I'm in a bikini and everything's kosher. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> but it's. And she lives in, like, this penthouse in New York City. And so her oldest daughter, Batsheva, I think that's her name, Batsheva, got married when she was 19. And so Batsheva got married, and the next week her mother left the community. So she and her husband, and they're, like, they're in their 20s somewhere now. They've been married, like, seven or eight years. They got out, too, and they are still... They were in it the longest, so they're still trying to... What are you trying to say? Work out the kinks? Yeah, pretty much. Like, trying to modernize, but without losing who they are, and trying to unprogram themselves or deprogram themselves. So, Batcheva comes out, they're at their house, and she comes out of, you know, the room, and she's got jeans on, and she's she's just like... Now tell me what you think. And he's like, whoa, I'm not ready for this. And she says, I know, but this is something that I'm going to do. And I want us to get there together, but I'm going to wear some jeans. And he's just like, uh, I don't know if I can handle this. You know, because I guess growing up, you know, if everything isn't covered, men can't control themselves, apparently. So if everything's not covered, people are going to see that you have legs. <laughs> you know, holy shit! You and a butt, and a butt, and men are going to not be able to control themselves, and that's a load of bullshit. But I just, I find the whole thing fascinating. I, yeah, you're gonna text me all this. I am I'm gonna send it to you. You're gonna love it. So that's the new show I'm obsessed with. I do have good news. What? Oh my god, my new roof. Monday it starts. <gasps> it's no longer going to rain in my kitchen. I'm so happy for you. It's like Niagara fucking falls, bitches. If this is like the little silver lining on the end of our bitch sesh. Mm-hmm. The roof. The roof. The roof is on fire. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> we don't give a fuck. Let the motherfucker burn. No, but please don't burn. <laughs> that was very expensive. <laughs> I was in a very large hotel when somebody pulled the fire alarm. That's fun. At like three in the morning. I think I was 13, maybe. Depending on the fanciness of said hotel, you might get refreshments while you wait outside. We did not. People were puking down the stairwell. That's fun. It was one of the more traumatic times in my life. Mm. Vomit coming down from two stories above uh, you. No. No. And on that note, (laughs) we're wrapping this up. Thanks for coming to the bitch sesh. We appreciate it. 
Join us next week when we'll be talking about how you can be a better advocate for your own care, also known as how to be a better patient. Next week, be there. I'm Danielle. And I'm Melissa. And this has been Two Moms No Filter. Talk to you next week, guys. Catch you later, bitches. And that's a wrap on another episode of Two Moms No Filter. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you download your podcasts. You can follow Danielle and Melissa on Instagram at two, the number two, moms no filter, or drop them a message at two moms no filter at gmail.com.